0: This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. You can learn the science behind great marketing with bite-sized 20-minute episodes packed with practical advice from world-class marketers and behavioral scientists. And it's not always about marketing. Great episode recently, you learned the surprising truths about marketing and tips for beating stress and anxiety. Sounds like a great program, doesn't it? Listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the duct tape marketing podcast. This is john Jantz. And my guest today is Andrew Warden. He is the CMO of SEM rush. SEM rush. We'll talk about that, yeah, that I'm rush. in a second as well. we'll That'll be now. half our conversation, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's an online visibility management SaaS platform that is used by millions of marketers worldwide, including this one. So, uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks so much. It's
1: so good to be here. And let me just clarify. Let me just jump really quick because this is like one of the hottest contested things in our community, I would say, and beyond. It is Semrush. <laughs> hear, it, hear it. Hear the way that it sounds, the way it rolls off your tongue. I you think people, it's true. Historically, it was SEMrush. And it didn't help when we went public because our stock ticker is SEMR. So people automatically. But if you want to know where the brand of the heart is, it's with Semrush.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually was gonna ask you that directly and then I actually blew it in the intro. <laughs> but I know I've even seen some of the videos you've produced yeah. of, you know, making fun of sure. the idea. And is it I'm curious, since we got on the topic, yeah. even though it's a goofy topic, yeah. is there a regional preference? Like do Americans use one or the uh, other? Or?
1: You know, I think it's I actually I don't think it's necessarily linked to geography. I yeah. think that's linked to history, right? Number one, because originally, right, the founding of the company was it's always like right. square in the search engine marketing with a yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, diehard yeah. SEO community. And that's true. And that's still very much a core of our community. But you know, now, gosh, 14 years later, we're fifty-five plus tools, not only SEO, not only at the sweet spot. So I think it's probably more linked to his history and maybe yeah. our maybe our diehard SEO fans, right, SEM, right? right. right?
0: So you've been, in fact, I think you had a LinkedIn post that was celebrating your one year anniversary. Mm -hmm. So you've been there a year. I'm curious, just because I didn't give a lot of background, obviously, what prepared you to take on this job as, you know, really a somewhat mature organization? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, this is my third time as a CMO, right? So it's not my first rodeo. I would say, I think you're referencing this, uh, this LinkedIn post, I. You know, it's taken me so many years to be absolutely comfortable with being vulnerable as a leader, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. There's a lot of people who totally go against this concept or they say, no, you should always be rather stoic and be very, you know, but I, you know, after years and years, you know, working with people from all different backgrounds, you know, late stage, later stage career, early stage career at the end of the day, you know, people just want a path to grow. They want a path to grow themselves. They want, obviously we want to earn, but people want to be engaged, you know? And so that post I was reflecting after a year, you know, it's like all of the things, all of the points in my career, the super heights, you know, being at Cisco when I was in my early twenties, you know, promoted several times in a couple of years to crashing and burning effectively with a startup with our own money and, you know, several other people's money. And, we're all still friends. But at the points of the kind of the peaks and the valleys and even some of the troughs, it's like, you know, I had this moment, this illuminating moment a couple of weeks ago where it's like, this was all preparing for this exact moment, actually, right? And that's really resonated with. I'm, I'm really curious and happy that you bring it up because a lot of people have been talking about this, right? It's like, not many officers of public companies are making such statements, but I have to, you know? And it resonates with our team internally, it resonates with people outside. Yeah.
0: Frankly, I think self-awareness is the new, like, key leadership skill, frankly. <laughs> I,
1: I couldn't agree with you more. I, you know, really, you know, I, I, for years, it's always kind of this player-coach mentality. You know, people, at the, my job yeah. at the end of the day, again, I am a very hands-on CMO. I get stuck into, at any given day, I get stuck into ad copy or going to board level to ad copy. I'm always there to jump in and help a junior and a senior member of the team out. But at the end of the day, you know, I just try to remove as many blockages, and those can be sometimes budget or resource blockage, but it can also be psychological blockage. Right? Sometimes people get in the way them- of themselves. How to unlock people, and that's where I think the awareness that you're talking about, you know, really comes in.
0: Yeah. So, as a CMO, given the DNA, all these acronyms <laughs> of uh, the, the organization. Do you feel a tug to just do more SEO sometimes? Do
1: so I feel a tug to do more SEO?
0: No, actually. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. use that like as your core oh, channel? I got right? you.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Actually, I can tell you something. No, because it's been the opposite right. this year. I can tell you that this year, this past year, we made significant, I mean, incremental, significant and material investments into large scale paid campaigns. And actually, that was a really interesting inflection point for us as a company. It's like, you know, we we are on a rocket ship trajectory right we have the again all the dna as you said of startup culture right high educated risk-taking high experimentation fast fail in like a matter of weeks versus quarters and quarters and i really look at the whole mix but one of the things that i noticed as soon as i came in september of 29 excuse me 2021 is that we were not experimenting as much as i would like to with paid right because we have Mm -hmm very, very competitive, I'd say ad positions compared to other others in our set. But I will tell you that the organic piece for next year and for the others, there will start to be more balance. but no, I don't, I don't, I don't face any problems of inertia, if you will, on, you know, given that SEO is at our core, but at the same time, it's also something that we should be pretty damn good at, right? Because we, that's how we started.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I hate to say it. I always, you know, I get pitches like everybody from SEO experts, that are going to put me on page one and it's like i can't find you <laughs> this is <laughs> right? a big deal and also
1: anyone promising a silver bullet like that especially so quickly right, right. right it's always something to yeah. be very wary of yeah
0: yeah absolutely so so let's talk a little more about your experimental process i mean yeah. do you have a process for saying totally you know we're going to throw these 10 things out there yep. here's how we're going to measure yep. them i'd love to hear that we absolutely do so i'd like to we have a, a system
1: set up and this was already in place before i joined i'm just putting I'm just adding more fuel to it, I would say, at least from a marketing side. So we have a quarterly bets and experimentation program. And I like to think of it. These are totally my words. I was like, okay, yeah. okay on steroids, right? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like, you know, bets are what we believe is possible. And we have a format that's really clear. It's like, what is it that we want to do? Why is it needed? Why do we believe X is possible and here's how we measure success. Like here's what success is and here's what failure is. And the most important thing is crucial for me is that it's okay for a bet to fail. And when, you know, for me, this is also the big difference in my opinion of like kind of big corporate uh, versus a company like SEMrush, right? I would rather a leader usually, you know, bets can be conceived by anybody in the company, right? But I will hold our VPs or heads of accountable for, for the mixture between experiments and bets. the, I would rather somebody focus on two, three or four bets. And if one of them pans off, you know, pans out, like we're off to the races, I'm always after a sign of life, you know, and so. It is so helpful to hear how teams think about bets on a quarterly basis of, yeah, we think that we can capture more people through advertising on Hulu. We think that, beca- which is a new channel, right? We think okay. that's possible because, you know, X percent of our demographic for this persona hangs out there, right? And we believe it's possible to achieve X number of registrations, trials, subscriptions, or payments, and if it makes less than a certain amount, we're like, you know what, it just didn't work out and we should not do that for another couple of years. And it's very similar with experiments, I would say are a little bit even more further afield. Like it's a, it could be even a little more out there, right? We have a hypothesis that, actually we just did one of these experiments. I don't have the result yet, which is kind of a letdown for this kind of conversation, sorry. But we did a direct mail experiment How's that for SEO or for digital marketing? Yeah, you know, it's like I went to the team and I said, has anybody sent literally a mailer to small business owners? You know, because I had this contention that small business owners, it's not necessarily like me or like you or somebody else who hangs out online. Right. The barber They're
0: not reading search engine land.
1: The barber who's cutting my hair, (laughs) who I love, right, is opening the door for me, cutting my hair, sweeping the floor register, you know, like. This person is not on LinkedIn, you know, it's like, how are you reaching that person? So, so we did two different tests over the summer, sorry, one over the summer. I think one just went out as well. So I'm waiting to see, I have no idea, but this is what I, you know, you ask about experimentation and you always have to make sure that you're carving out, you know, 10, 10, 15% of your budget of your spend to try new channels, because the moment that you rest on the laurels of the channel that's working so well for you is the moment it stops doing that.
0: No question. <laughs> if it's working well for you, other people are using it too, right? To me, when I hear that, it sounds like like if I came to you and said, "Hey, I have an idea. We should do both. It sounds to me like the hypothesis is got to be really solid. Like you mm-hmm. really believe this is going to yeah. work because absolutely right.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't just like you can't just be like, "Hey, John, I want to you know I want to go and take out an ad in the Wall Street Journal." Okay, why do you want to do that? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people read it. No, you know, (laughs) you know, you have to be able to. I mean, look, you could. There are ways to make that more scientific. You can say, you know, during this period, or the Wall Street Journal. You know, it's more for financially focused people. It's like earnings typically happen between this day and this day. Tech earnings come out between this day and this day. So we want to run this and with this type of promotion because people in that demographic tend to buy around that period. It all has to be. It's quite. It's a lot more scientific than I had anticipated. I'll put it that way. But I love that
0: you're. You're going to get a sales call from the Wall Street Journal now. I yeah, well,
1: we're already talking to him. That's okay.
0: <laughs> Are you an agency owner, consultant, or coach that works with business owners? Then I want to talk to you about adding a new revenue stream to your business that will completely change how you work with clients. For the first time ever, you can license and use the duct tape marketing system and methodology in your business through an upcoming three-day virtual workshop give us three days and you'll walk away with a complete system that changes how you think about your agency's growth the duct tape marketing system is a turnkey set of processes for installing a marketing system that starts with strategy and moves to long-term retainer implementation engagements we've developed this system by successfully working with thousands of businesses now you can bring it to your agency and benefit from all the tools templates systems and processes we've developed to find out when our next workshop is being held, visit dtm.world slash workshop. That's dtm.world slash workshop. All right. You kind of alluded to this already, but I was going to ask you, I mean, it's certainly I've been a, a SEMrush user for many years. Thank you. And I certainly saw it as uh, as an SEO tool. Mm-hmm. You, Over the well, it was more than that years ago, but it is certainly more than that now. What's been the challenge of getting of changing people's thinking that oh no, it's 50 tools and it's you know, it's a in fact, I think you even call it an online visibility platform as as a differentiator. Is that moving the definition of what your company is? Has that been a challenge?
1: it's It's a huge, I mean, it's still very much in progress, right? I mean, again. We are so, and th- thank you for being a user for all these years as well. You know, I, I don't take anything for granted and there's so many solutions out there. I would say that, right. you know, we, we believe, you know, over the next several years and we, I mean, if we see it right now, we feel it right now, but we also know particularly with small business owners that breaking through the noise in today's market, right? This, and I mean, and that's, it's not even necessarily new, this kind of like fragmented view for a consumer and. know people spend on average seven hours online you know but how do you actually get through all of that noise and reach a prospective customer how are you building your audiences and you know Again, all respects, like that started out with SEO, you know, but at the same yeah, yeah. time, we realize over time that there's a need amongst our own user base and our future customers for content creation, for market research, you know, y- you name it, you know, for traffic analytics, right? it's not only about finding what your audience is looking for, what they're searching for, it's also like, how do I solve the problem of now figuring out how to talk to them and engage them? Right. So if you're asking me, is it a challenge to change how we're how we we're viewed in the market, absolutely, you know, but at you know at the same time and we're adding uh We're adding, our growth rate has not slowed over the last couple of years. So when you think about a a Kager, a compounding annual growth, we are, our velocity is not slowing down. So we are adding more and more people and expanding our own audience and reach. So I would imagine the days where this is a big, you know, question for the future, the days where, you know, this kind of SEM rush or the core of SEO, I think that will always remain amongst, especially our initial users. But I think that there's also a future people join because they have like myriad problems they're trying to solve, right?
0: Not only SEO yeah and that's how they're introduced to you yes yeah you know of the brand is different yeah let's move a little bit to because because i know you're running some you know some television that is i would call it very branding oriented as opposed to say growth oriented has that is that a conscious in other words it's not saying buy this because it'll get you this result Mm -hmm. it's more like your ceo will think this you know that kind of are you talking uh, about that kind of thing
1: are you talking about the most recent one yeah yeah. okay okay i call this and
0: that's just an example my real question is you know how do you as an organization that's this mature how do you start how do you start balancing Mm -hmm. the need for branding Mm -hmm. versus the need for just like we got to have x amount of new users i
1: think the problem starts is that we think they're separate because those campaigns are, the goal for those campaigns are new users and they're achieving them. The first one we did in the year will exceed the target. The second, which was the second campaign, which is which was a dedicated for small business owners. And we're, you know, this year is, as much as it has been already, you know, about growth, we're also doing what I call these grand experiments, large experiments. So these foray into connected TV advertising, the, using the same creative that can be used for Of course, banners and digital classic. We can also then use that there's so much production value. You can turn around to Hulu or YouTube connected TV, Disney plus, like you name it. And you can like literally upload that ad and set a budget and go. So this year is also about testing new audiences, new ideas, uh, new ways to engage. And one of our big bets is looking at what I would call, and I didn't mean to correct you, but what I mean is that there's like brand, you are right that like the, the approach is more about positioning the company and how it can help you grow, right? This is, this I call, these are, this is a customer needs based play versus a classic, like, you know, every tool you need for X per month, right? That's more of what you call the classic performance or growth marketing, those hacks. But guess what? We're really good at the latter. Like we're pretty okay at that, right? In terms of digital and paid and even on the organic side. But we have incredibly aggressive growth plans over the next five to 10 years. And so I've got to be able to lay my head on the pillow at night knowing that we're testing every new channel, every new style of marketing and advertising that we can to keep new or existing and new customers engaged. So, but I do love how you distinction, you make a distinction right from off the bat. Cause I get that a lot, people are like, well, you know, but this is a big kind of like kind of branding push on connected TV. And it's like, yeah, but we can trace back the connection that we acquired that that user, the attention of that user from that ad, and we can trace it through to visiting us. We can trace it through to registering, doing a trial and eventually becoming Summers customer. So.
0: Yeah, you, I think you can almost make a case for saying it's targeting it is. in a way, of because course. I think your core acquisition person that says these tools for this much, and they know what those tools are, right? That's right. Whereas your typical business owners actually like, I don't really want to know what the tools are. Yeah. I want to solve this problem. yeah
1: yeah. And again, these are very large plays, and I'm not here saying every single one of these is going to knock it out of the park. It's right. the goal, obviously. But I sure. think that I can tell you that the entire team, the entire, you know, it's 200, 200 marketers in the organization. Every day we're learning. Every day we're stretching what we thought was possible. Again, on our existing user base, what people want to expand for their relationship with Sumrush, but also like net new people who have totally different needs and value sets compared yeah. to existing.
0: Yeah. S- so a couple Maybe these are easy questions. Maybe these are hard sure. questions. Just a couple more questions. Is there a small set of metrics that you rely on
1: as a CMO? A small set? No, they're only
0: big. Yeah, I wanted to say small because, <laughs> because I didn't want to see what you can yeah, measure. I, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would say small at SEMrush is big. And it would be, I, w- I wouldn't want in any other way. But the okay. ones that I really live in uh, stress or get excited, you know, we measure very much on new user MRR. So look, you know, as a SaaS based company, you've got SaaS, classic SaaS, SaaS metrics, and we're a very different organization in terms of marketing than I would say at other kind of corporations or big companies. You know, and a lot of companies marketing is assisting with sales and kind of provides MQLs or SQLs to sales leadership yes. and then. Yeah. They carry on and close the deal. At Sunrush, actually, it's a little bit different. We are responsible for bringing in new user acquisition, right? And that's a material difference from other companies. Oh, so no. the emphasis and the laser focus on metrics is like not optional. <laughs> you have to know every yeah. day. Yeah. So I'm looking at, I'm looking always at registrations, at trials. Trials are, is always a leading indicator. If, so, you know, if we see a swell in trials, there will be a, certainly a bump in new subscriptions. But new user MR is my first, the first kind of traffic light, if you will. I'm also looking at increase or decline of our own spending, right? Because sometimes we slow down the engine either during holiday periods or periods where we don't think people are going to have the propensity to buy. And that's, we don't always get that right. You know, it's hard to know when to pull, pull or release that lever. I'm also looking at global dynamics, like different by different markets. Like right now, the dollar fluctuation, you know, is difficult for a lot of companies. Right. And. Yeah, yeah. you know, in Europe, gosh, I just came back from meetings with a team in Amsterdam and London. I got back late last night. And, you know, what you actually, you see and feel not only inflation, but also the currency uh, fluctuation, you know, in London, it's like 1.15 to the dollar. I mean, even when I was in grad school in 2007, Mm -hmm. it was never that low, you know, it's like, it hasn't been that low in, in 30 years or something. So, so there are different dynamics about the global economy. But I would say if you're asking for the shortest list, the shortest list. I get nine emails every morning at 7:32 a.m. that give me the holistic view of the business. But I would tease those as the kind of the ones that yeah, really yeah. matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So pretend you were speaking to a group of CMOs mm. in an audience only today. And somebody said, what do you think is the biggest challenge for most CMOs today? What would your answer me?
1: I would say loss of innovation culture. And I would say too much emphasis on having to be the smartest person in the room, that is to the CMO audience. I would say that it is increasingly more and more difficult. Look, as marketers, we are it's almost like encoded in our own DNA, our personal DNA. every single action you take must yield an outcome, must yield a financial improvement right to to the top line even. And I think that the reality is, you know again it depends on which stage of growth you're in as a company or even if you're even as a small business yeah. or, or a large business. The fact is marketing is a constantly evolving, and field literally the pitch the field the markers change every day you know as soon like i said before as soon as you find a channel that works it doesn't work anymore or you say something that your audience doesn't like and then you kind of get like temporary put in the timeout box you know it's like it happens and, but i think that has also conditioned people and i would also i do say this to my peers that it conditions us to like be risk averse and to not take mm. take too much time on experiments i mean i have for example every month i have what i call elevator pitch sessions like anybody can turn up to this call it's like 15 18 minutes long you get two slides you get five minutes you know it's like what's your idea what do you want to do what do you you know and it can be a request for like a 50k campaign it can be a request for a five million dollar acquisition it doesn't or 10 or whatever you know that's not the point And it's funny, these are, they're meant to be intentionally very snappy, very quick. Like if anybody's kind of droning on, it's like, come on, tell me that what's the point? What's the point? But you know, I'll tell you, like, we've done real things based on those. Like we've done, we've made real investments, material investments. And so I would just say that, you know, I think, especially as a CMO, it's very easy to get kind of stuck in your own routine and rhythm of what works. And I think that's why I was just reflecting after a year, like I have more energy, John, than when I started And usually like, you know, you kind of know yourself at this stage in your career, usually you're like, okay, I found this works. We're going to go ahead into budgeting season and then we're going to, we're going to keep going, but like I make stuff, I make shit every single day, you know, and as soon as, as a CMO, I think as an executive leader, as soon as you stop doing that, like, like you personally, I think you have to kind of reevaluate what's going on, right? Like,
0: I think those little mini pitches sound really empowering, especially imagine somebody who like got their deal. Anybody. You know, yeah,
1: career. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but we have like junior PR ex- execs within the team, like with a handful of years of experience, like I want to do, I want to try this, you know? And I'm like, why is that a good idea? Well, uh, are you sure? Why, tell me why you believe it? You know? And it's like, it's even just going through that experience early in your career, it changes you, right? It, yeah, it, it yeah, opens yeah, yeah. your mind. And that's also, you know, really important to me.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Andrew, it was really a pleasure to have you sub by the Duct Tape Marketing uh, Podcast. Yeah. And I, I We can. You can tell people how they can reach Semrush. You can spell it for them if you like. We'll have it in. We'll we'll have it in the show notes. It's on your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Semrush.com.
1: Semrush.com. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. So I I would. That's as simple as it can be. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, hopefully we'll run into you one of these days out there uh, on the road. In fact, the end of this week, I'm going to be in Austin. Oh, great. Stop by. Yeah. (laughs) Which I know you are. Go for a drink. Cool.
1: All right. All right. right, Thanks for having me. Cheers. Appreciate it.
0: Hey, and one final thing before you go. You know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing